this college is brought to you in part by Osiris Media. If you love live music, if you love music in general, and I know you do because you're listening to this right here, head on over to OsirisPod.com and find all the great shows up there uh, like Freak Flag Flying with David Crosby, uh, Dead to Me, uh, our sister podcast hosted by Casey Ray, Broke Down Pod hosted by our friend Jonathan Hart. Find all that and more at OsirisPod.com, who are partnered with Jambase to bring you not just podcasts and videos, but live events as well. Osiris Media, killing it on the regular. Now let's get on with the show. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, one man Merely a two-word review of just a shit sandwich. Welcome back, fellow news clubbers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure with us here at Discologist. I am your host, Kevin. Coming to you live-ish from a tiny shack just outside of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, first things first, uh, I want to make sure you guys are okay. Are you safe? Are you being, are you being smart about what's going on in the world right now? I hope you are. Uh, I had to recently cancel a trip to. I should be in D.C. right now, actually, uh, getting ready to see Hallelujah the Hills, but uh, but had to cancel that. Uh, airing on the side of caution, so uh, you know, stay informed, do the right thing, and uh, and we will all get through uh, this. And most importantly, uh, don't panic. Don't do that. You know a few people that are panicking, and uh, and they shouldn't. It's gonna be okay. So uh, on to what we're gonna be talking about today. Uh, in August of last year, guitarist and songwriter Neil Casal took his own life, and it was unexpected. It was confusing, and it was uh, it was tragic as it always is when someone uh, decides to go down this path. Uh, before that, though, he had a long career, not only as a solo artist and sideman, uh, most famously for Ryan Adams, but as an integral band member in bands like Beachwood Sparks, uh, the Skiffle Players. We've talked about them here a bunch, and they are fantastic, and uh, most prominently, the Chris Robinson Brotherhood. Uh, and then out of all that, just randomly had this band Circles Around the Sun, that's who we're going to be talking about today. The short version is that he was hired to make music for the dead. Uh, they had had some going away shows. He was hired for that. People dug it, and so he went on and made the thing a real damn band. Their new self-titled album isn't just one of the most fun records I've heard in recent memory. It's kind of a peek inside this type of deep music nerdery that drives anyone who creates to put their vision out into the world. There, There is a big difference, I think, between uh, sitting there and making stuff that, that amuses you or fulfills you and then actually sharing it with people. Uh, that's, that's a big step. Uh, but uh, at any rate, underneath all of this like chrome-plated sonics of this new album is a heart of four dudes who they, they simply love music. But more importantly, they found a way to get that love and this pure distillation of it uh, out on wax. So that's what we're going to be talking about today, this love of music. Neil loved music, his bandmates loved music, you love music. Uh, so let's hear some music. Here's a little bit of Baby Man. This is the first single off of Circles Around the Sun's final album with uh, the too soon departed Neil Casal. I hope you dig it. And when we come back, uh, Ed Warner's going to hang out with us for a while. So here you go Baby Man off of Circles Around the Sun, uh, new self titled LP. Mm-hmm. 
That's a little bit of Baby Man, the first single off of Circles Around the Sun's third full-length album. It is self-titled. They put out Interludes for the Dead, which we're going to talk about a little bit, in 2015. Let It Wander in 2018. And uh, now this, and this is their... Uh, as as many of you know, this is their last album with founding member uh, Neil Gasol, who tragically left us uh, late last year or early, earlier late. Time is a time is a flat circle, Eduardo. <laughs> um, and uh, but honestly, there was nobody really to talk about this with besides you uh, because of the headitude, right? This is, this is, there are many Y's on this heady. This is, you spell out heady and you just <laughs> leave your finger on the Y key until you get tired. Yeah. yeah uh, this, this quartet uh, is made up of Neil Casal, Adam McDougall on keyboard, Dan Horn on bass, and uh, Mark Levy on drums. Now has Scott Metzger uh, filling in for uh, Neil Casal. You know, when this started, when this whole project started, it was for uh, interstitial music for the Fairly Well event for the dead. Uh, which took place in Chicago. A lot of friends went up there, and uh, people... uh, He just got tapped with this. He'd been working at TRI Studios with Bob Weir a lot, and he's in that whole scene, and Beachwood Sparks and all that. And if you look at the uh, Move Me Brightly documentary, Neil is part of the band. And um, so he's connected to this, and just just they randomly reached out and said, hey, we need somebody to, to sort of keep people occupied during set breaks. And he can he composed this whole, like, just endless stream of music for this thing and really didn't think anything of it. And then people heard it and were like, holy shit, what is that? That's yeah, not I, the Grateful Dead. I immediately uh, saw people that um, were either streaming or had gone to like the Santa Clara shows saying, how can I get, what was that? How do I get that? Um, so so I think the crowd responded immediately to it. It's a, it's a shrewd move for the band from the standpoint of like, who wants the job of picking the set break music for those shows? Like that's such a thankless, you know, uh, you're not, you're not going to, you're not going to do the occasion justice. And if you overthink it, you're missing the point because it's the set break. It's not the main attraction. Right. Um, right. So, so, you know, I think what, I think what came out of that, that interludes, um, that interludes release is just such a sort of interesting, um, thoughtful and concise like version of um psychedelic improv rock right and it has it had a little bit of a groove it had some other things happening that that really i think made people perk up so you know credit to the band for for seeing that i think it was billy's kid yeah it was justin kreutzman yeah who sort of because because yeah. Justin was doing visuals uh, for that, yes. and he needed somebody. He needs somebody to score the visuals. Um, you know, it, it is the whole thing is a is a family affair. So this 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 makes a whole lot of sense. And you know, it's funny because up until that point, I don't. I know I certainly didn't, but I don't think a lot of people understood uh, Casal's connection to the dead or how much he revered them. Uh, you know, you know, he was in Ryan Adams' band. Uh, took that band to new heights, uh, starting with Cold Roses. Mm-hmm. Start, starting with Cold Roses. Um, and he uh, sort of hopped around with certain bands once in a while and landed in the uh, Chris Robinson Brotherhood. But never, I, you never saw him indulge this this serious sort of, I, I don't want to call it jam band side of him, but it is. I mean, this this, this jam band side of him and that album, uh, you know, like I wasn't actually a big fan of it uh, because it was very... Uh, well, it was made for the interstitial stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it's it's not even that it's not finished; it's that it 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 just it 
didn't serve it didn't serve to like capture your attention right it was it was sort of it had it was like the ambient equi- like whatever uh sort of jam band music is like the ambient equivalent of jam band rock is kind of what yes. that was like it was designed yeah. to be as brian eno sort of like it's there you enjoy it but it's also totally transparent yes yes exactly so so you know this was a project that i did not necessarily uh i, I wasn't following it too close you know that yeah. second album they put out i listened to it a few times i said oh this is good and and as somebody who was who was aware of neil's career uh, you know, I, I was like happy for him and these musicians that they, they all of a sudden have this like place where they can make music and put it that isn't necessarily what they've always done. And it's not doesn't have to be some like jam band juggernaut. And a lot of fucking people liked it. Yeah, the show, the shows around the, the Let It Wander stuff were apparently just insane. And it you, it's because all these musicians in this band are, are fucking like they're pros. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're well, what, and what's interesting is that they've all been sort of in like in a kind of jam adjacent space for many years. Right. And they've sort of flirted with it, but it's never been their main thing. And, and they're clearly all heady dudes. Right. So they were clearly like interested in this. Um, you know, I, I thought I gave Let It Wander a few spins too. It didn't. Um, it seemed a little bit more cerebral to me, and and for some reason I just didn't connect with it as much. But I was happy that that they were out there doing this. And then I remember about a month or so ago, you were like, you were like, bro, <laughs> you, gotta, <laughs> you gotta check out the new circles around the. Well, and, and and also for uh, anybody listening, you know, there is uh, there is a. Uh, a slightly deeper connection to this band now you know we had neil over to the old house uh the interview uh or talk with casey wright uh for dead to me about uh a lot of this stuff actually but mm-hmm. mainly about the dead and um you know just got to hang out with the dude for an yeah. for an afternoon and it it was uh it was one of those weird brief encounters that uh is ends up being like very meaningful yeah going forward and um, so we were all in shock when we heard the news about Neil. And I, I think none more than these guys in this band, uh, because they were working on, on this album. They had actually tracked the, the songs for, for the self-titled album the, just the week before. When you spend time with a person, you get to – you see you see more of how – what they – their internal, how it externalizes – and I could see after after talking with him what all this meant to him, like Let It Wander, what all this work and all this work with other bands and, and how playing with Phil Lesh was, you know, just this this goal that he, he achieved. He got there. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, where do you where do you go from there? Um, and so I was I was going to be paying attention to this no matter what. Uh, and the fact that it turns out to be such a joyful uh lack of a better term jam uh of something i just did not think any of these guys had inside side of them was honestly at, at first it was painful i i i can't imagine yeah. anybody making stump something that this this fun being that far down it it feels really forward looking right which yeah. is which is really weird to then to then sort of factor in in the timing there and i think you know it's possible that um i remember hearing from you i think 
shortly after Neil left the basement. Um, and, uh, I think our listeners, uh, certainly know Casey and his energy. And, and, you know, if you haven't listened to that interview, you know, go back and just hear those two dudes, like just vibing off of each other. And it's just, it's really, it's a really fun listen. And, and what comes across is just how thoughtful, um, and real, uh, Neil was, um, and so, yeah, I, I had the same, you know, when you told me there was, a, I, di- I didn't realize there was a new album coming until you mentioned it to me. And then when I put it on, you know, you, you immediately respond to this because it's designed to have, it's like glossy. It has that sheen. It's funky. It's, it's so good. Well, yeah, it, it has all that. It also is for music nerds like you and I, and, and I, and it is, I think at many times, uh, what is hidden deep in our soul? Like you, know, you don't want, you don't want necessarily to let people uh, know that something this, uh, in all practical sense, uh, this deeply uncool, is what you're really about. But it is, it is yeah. what what we're really about. And uh, for me, like on this album, you heard Baby Man, but there's this track on here, "Money Is No Option," that just hits it out of the park with this. It makes me laugh every time I hear that because I'm like, where the fuck are my roller skates? I got to strap these on and I got to go, man. I got to get out yeah. there. I got to do something. If time really is a flat circle, I think you mm-hmm. could go back to the late 60s and play that for uh, Fagan and Becker. And that would be Steely Dan's origin story. And that would be, <laughs> <laughs> that would be a, like, look, everything right. you do is building up toward Gaucho. And, and well, here's what that's going to sound like. <laughs> Well, it's it's funny you should say that because uh, in real, you know, to 
to keep it in the on the personal side of this uh, just for a little while longer. This album is literally why I started making music again. Mm, Stuff like really? that, and, yeah. and this is, and and it's why I, uh, and and it's why it is, a, it is a, it's two sides of, of a coin where you know it is, a, it's still a little like raw and painful to listen to it because of all the reasons we said. But at the same time, that he just went out and did that, that these guys went out and did that. I was like, well, fuck, I have. There's no excuse to just indulge that. Because the last thing you are thinking from Circles Around the Sun when you're like they're putting out a third album, regardless of any situation around it, is, oh, it's going to compete for uh, best soundtrack of all time with Xanadu. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, it's fucking astounding the energy that they captured on this that seemingly came out of nowhere, but it didn't. It came from from inside these guys. Yeah, the uh, you know uh, on both of the tracks we've played so far, you get a really nice sense of like not only how they're using this kind of like uh, almost primitive sounding drum machine. It's not primitive. Mm -hmm. It just has a very specific kind of aesthetic. Uh, and and they're really kind of leveraging that aesthetic. And it's almost like they got like one accessory that was, say, you know, made of like very deep plush velvet. And they were <laughs> like, well, let's just make the whole outfit match that. Right. So <laughs> Right. Right. Which is which is. I think a function of why they started making this, you know, one of the quotes from these guys is, is that, uh, you know, they said, we'd always sit around and talk about the dream, the feeling of what it was like to be a teenager and start your own band. It's your band with everyone pulling their own weight, doing their part. This band felt like being in high school again. Mm, that's great. And that's that is great. fantastic. Yeah. And that is, and that should be the point for anybody who's out there creating is just do that. I, I don't know if they saw a market for this, I don't know. Uh, I mean, clearly you and I are the market, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, w whatever uh, calculations usually go into people creating stuff, I it just feels like none of that well, went into it. Yeah, I think there's what's, what's, I think there is, um, I think to the extent that there's a market for it, it's, it's like equal parts, all of the sort of like dead and dead adjacent things that we've talked about. But there's also a lot of like the sort of new crop of like synth forward indie rock, right? So it's everyone from kind of that kind of like neo disco, um, uh, Daft Punk and others all the way to like M83 and other groups that are just really into like creating a sort of like, uh, walking that fine line between how do I create something that sounds really fake and, and metallic, but also incredibly warm and human at the same time. Yeah. And, and you usually get that from people though, from machines, you know, you think yeah, M83, right. you think, you think a computer, it, not from like some guys are going to go out and you know jam for two hours. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it, it, you know, it, it, the shift is fascinating. It, it does, uh, it makes makes the questions that you know this brings up sort of bittersweet. Yeah. You know, um, whereas they were before part of the jam band like typical fare. Uh, we were just watching a live uh, video from mm -hmm. the webcast last night, and until they got to these songs, I was sort of like, oh, you know, uh, you know, what what would a jam band be without its lights? Right. <laughs> it's kind of you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like talk to me then, but. Um, and so they're definitely guilty of that, but then they hit this material, and it is such a uh, evolution, I think, of what 
people out there who are into uh, improvised live music, jam music, not jazz, but stuff like this, it, of, of what it's capable of, yeah. of what you can do with it. And, um, and also, like, ask the question, like, why more artists don't just nerd out like this? Right, because it's not ironic, you know? You get the feeling that these guys are, like... Like, they like Chuck Mangione just as much as I do, probably. Yeah. Um, you know? But that, definitely... that's everybody. That's yeah, what I'm right, saying. Right, which, right. People are like out, that. Yes, people respond to feel so good because it does, in fact, feel so good. Um, it's, a, it's a really... I, I just... Um, I, I, I don't want to kind of um, restate what you just said, but it really is just hard to reconcile like how fresh and dynamic this record feels with, with, um, with the fact that they have to figure out how to carry this music forward without Neil. Yeah. Um, and it's, and it's interesting too, because it's sort of like, um, even though it is um, clearly, um, or even though I think you would categorize them in the, in the, in the jam band world, these feel like songs. They're sort of tight. They're not noodly. There aren't really a lot of like, you know, the the the, the solos are, are kind of restrained and 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 there to make the song interesting. Um, the songs are all in the sort of four to six minute range, and um, they're almost too short, right? Some of them you wish like that there were like a twelve minute uh, version of them, just because the grooves are so nice and um, yeah. Well, and it's a party vibe, and that 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 you yeah. you never, honestly, never, at least I don't ever. I'm like, geez, I wish that like jam band song was longer. Right, right. You never say <laughs> that. I'm like, like, oh god, they're ending. <laughs> Normally, already. it's like, hey, you know the key of A really well. <laughs> um, but uh, but this this it is. There's stuff that you could get in there and uh, and just live there for a while, especially yeah. that last track. You know, some of the other type of there's Floyd-like sounds on this. I think you like the Landline Memories. I like how that song starts kind of tight, and then it opens up into this weird, like, major chord tropical uh, bonanza. Um, and uh, and and along the way, there's these, like, fun, you know, um, there's moments where you could almost picture, like, uh, like a new wavy, like, almost like a blondie kind of feel. Like, there's sort of like an atomic vibe here and again when the songs get really kind of uh, driving. But... But for me, Landline Memories is just one of those songs where uh, I would I would want someone in a terrible mood to listen to it because they would they would just not be able to remain in a dark place hearing that song.
Yeah, yeah. Often I, uh, that, that's, we just talked about the uh, Alabaster Diplume album. Um, and what we're finding, or I'm finding this year, is this uh, therapeutic application of music. That's like seriously, not just not just you. You feel a little better. Like you can sit and and apply this stuff uh, almost medicinally, and you, and it works. Uh, I think I think the Diplume album uh, last year, Rosenau Sanborns mm, album, yeah. I think is yeah. remarkable for that. If you're having a panic attack, you you put that on. Yeah. And and it's it, soothing. Yeah. Yeah. And it calms you down. And this is um certainly higher energy than all of that. Yeah. And it's something <laughs> that I never considered. It's like sometimes you need to uh, essentially like have a party with yourself. Yes. <laughs> not <laughs> and, in the Carly Ray Jepsen party for once. No, 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 word, not but... not party with <laughs> a party with yourself and and very few things that I I come across actually facilitate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think I, uh, yeah, I mentioned Xanadu before, and one of the reasons I love that, besides, it is Jeff Lynn uh, essentially directing Olivia Newton-John, right? Uh, which is just fucking fantastic. Um, is it? It gives you just this sense of uh, you're at a disco. You're yeah. there. This is this is the this is the place you're going to live for about forty minutes. Yeah, and it's fun as hell. It, do, it does conjure up that image of like you put it on and you immediately just want to be like at the most fun party you've ever been mm-hmm. to. And it feels like, in fact, it's like being delivered to your ears as the album yeah. plays on. Like Baby Man opens up and then you just kick in the doors like, what's up, bro? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> there's lots of shots. There's lots of bad decisions, you know, yes. hopefully no vomit. But, you yeah. know, you know how these things do. But you're having the time of your life. Mm-hmm. And then it ends, but you can literally just hit play again. That's not how life works, even if we want it to, because if you do that, <laughs> you're just yeah. gonna die. You're just gonna die. But yeah, but uh, but for this to be such a, again such a profoundly connecting fun album out of the jam band scene is it, it it's miraculous to me yeah i hope a lot of people don't listen to this album because i can't wait to like show it to people as like a gift as a like let me bestow <laughs> this thing upon you right. um right. i've already like pre-ordered it for uh, uh for a friend of mine um in addition yeah. to my own copy but i just know it's going to show up on his door and i just he's going to have a good night that night yeah so yeah exactly <laughs> and and it and it yeah and unless he knows about it yeah, I think I think the best. I think, you yes. know, I certainly I've certainly like sort of pushed this on other people, and they've been like jam band. Yeah, no sir, I <laughs> will listen to no jam band, and I'm like, no, dude, just ignore that. Just put yeah. that because because what, one other thing we're finding out this year, uh, in talking about music is that the second you drop your preconceptions about what music you like or even just leave the door open a little something's going to come in and fucking blow you away that you just it was always there you just didn't yeah. you just didn't recognize it because you weren't letting yourself here here yeah so uh i think yeah this is <laughs> get out there and listen to this people yeah this, yeah this is just this <laughs> is just a, a favor astounding i'm gonna listen to it as soon as we're done like yeah. it's just it's like nice outside it's it's just uh, it, it's just a perfect uh, end, I think, to to Neil's story, and uh, even as it is a beginning 
to uh, Adam, Dan, and Mark's story yeah. in the beginning. Uh, again, that that's bittersweet, but uh, but such is life. Yeah. And 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 we're lucky to have this in our life right now. Circles Around the Sun, self-titled new LP is available everywhere. Um, have it delivered to your door. Maybe don't go out and get it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm kidding. Uh, you all know how to, how to deal with what's going on right now. Uh, this is a remarkable album from a remarkable band that is just getting uh, restarted. You know, Neil Casal uh, is, is always going to be missed, uh, but not to put too fine a point on it, life... Uh, not only does it, it has to go on, and uh, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes out of these guys in the future. And uh, and if you like this, dig back into their other catalog and dig back into Neil's catalog. It's deep and uh, and remarkable. So um, also, I just want to say, you know, in light of all these cancellations and uh, all this stuff that's going on due to coronavirus, this this new pandemic here, you know, stress levels are high. And uh, and taking care of yourself is sometimes hard, but you need to. So if you're feeling like you're in crisis, uh, if, if you're feeling lower than you think is manageable, uh, please reach out to someone for help. And if, if you don't have someone to help or that you can reach out to, you can always reach out to the uh, National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. Uh, that number is 1-800-273-8255, or you can visit them at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Again, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline uh, can be reached at 1-800-273-8255, or you can visit them at suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Uh, that is not just when we're in uh, a national emergency or whatever whatever is going on about to happen, but but always, always. Uh, the important thing is is be good to yourself and be safe out there. So that's it. That's our show. Uh, you know, sometimes we feature a track by an up-and-coming artist at the end here. Uh, but for this one, I think we're going to go out, not on a not on a moment of silence uh, for the late, great Neil Casal, but uh, a moment of sound uh, for a song that he loved and him performing this song. Uh, Ship of Fools is something that, um, you know, if you have heard the conversation with Casey Ray and him, We'll put it in the show notes, but, you know, we talked about it there. Uh, this is something that's very important to him, and this version that he did uh, is, is fantastic. So uh, that's what we're going to go out on. We'll be back in a few short days. Until then, be good to yourself. Be good to the people around you. Stay safe, and uh, we will talk to you soon. Went to see the captain, strangers stacking flight. Laid my proposition down Laid it on the line I won't slave for beggars' pain Like
But I would sleep to learn the ways to sink your ship of fools, ship of fools on a cruise, ship of fools sail away from me. It was Now I cannot share your laughter, ship of fools. So your first ship sink and drown from rocking of the boat, and all that could not sink or swim was just let that float. Would not leave you.